Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Thank you all for joining us again this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Today, I'll be talking to Jessica Kies. Jessica is a Principal Solution Consultant for HCM at Infor. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for Hello. coming on my series. I'm very glad to have you here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me first. Uh, yes, so my name is Jessica Kies and uh, I am uh, a Principal Solution Consultant, as you mentioned, uh, at Infor. And I am Italian, as you can hear from my accent, probably. I'm based in Milan. I was born in Italy, but uh, um, when I started in Microsoft, my career, I decided to move abroad. So I spent a few years abroad and then I decided to come back to my to my city. So mm -hmm. uh, right now I work in IT and actually I've been working in IT for all my uh, career, for my life, mm -hmm. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And uh, yes, so my personal life, I am now a mother. Uh, I had uh, a child uh, one year and a half ago, so it's quite fresh, and I'm still learning about the motherhood, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a path, and uh, now I'm also learning how to conciliate and uh, balance uh, personal life and work life, and I guess this is a big topic, especially for women, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, so... Yeah, that's so that's exciting. <laughs> so working as a young mother, it brings a, a lot of, you know, additional stress and, and uh, not, I don't want to say burden because it's actually something you enjoy, I think, but it does bring a couple of, of new challenges into your life, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about that with you uh, after we talk about yeah. what you actually do as a principal okay. solution consultant. Mm -hmm. So right now as a principal, so you, you want to know what, uh, what I do right now as, okay. So right now as a principal solution consultant, I'm basically in pre-sales. So mm -hmm. they changed the, the, the terminology probably five or six times. And I've always been uh, pre-sales for the past uh, almost 10 years now. So um, I focus my career in pre-sales. Pre-sales means that we interact with uh, customers when they are actually evaluating to buy a new uh, ERP, so software to manage HR uh, kind of data. Um, and so I am responsible for uh, the demonstration of the software to these new customers and to respond to any questions they have, uh, uh, respond to their uh, request for a proposal, for information, this kind of thing. So these interactions before they buy, this is my role. Mm -hmm. And I love uh, the, the interaction with customers, the, the fact that you are challenged all the time to respond to new, to know new situations and to respond to new uh, problems or just overcome uh, things uh, that are complicated. So you have to invent yourself a way to just uh, create the best solution for customers in general. And um, the particular thing about my job is that I do not focus on the Italian market. This oh. is something that I do love actually, because I, uh, I really appreciate the fact that I uh, know not only different industries, so customers in different industries, uh, fashion, retail, uh, manufacturing, but also customers in different locations with, you know, different kind of uh, requirements. And I see from their perspective, their 
views about HR in Sweden, uh, in the UK, in Spain, in Italy as well, but much less than in other, in other countries. So it's just very exciting. Yeah. So you described exactly what I love about pre-sales, you know, the fact that, you know, you get to, to work with so many different customers, that you have these different tasks. And, um, but tell me, um, because for people who have not worked in pre-sales, mm -hmm. what is it actually that you think are the most important skills to have when you work in pre-sales? I think empathy because you have to really understand the questions behind the questions. So you just have to understand why people ask that question, why, what is the real need? Mm -hmm. Because maybe they are asking that, but because they have something else in mind. So you have to just, uh, you know, ask about situation, practical kind of examples, or just, you know, put yourself in their shoes, but do you mean this or that, you know? why are you asking this you know and this just creates another kind of relationship with people that you know little i mean you have to know these customers it's not like month uh, time relationships it's just something that you develop in days so you have to be like uh, in a way that they feel they can trust you they can you know tell you uh, what what they are what they are experiencing and what they are uh, looking for so um, it's like uh, empathy in the first place and you have to be a little bit flexible in my experience that was very very appreciated sometimes you know people in general they tend to be like this is the way we go instead in pre-sales if you are a problem solver and you are kind of flexible and you adapt yourself uh, that is a, a great skill to have and uh, well i would say these two mainly and then of course there are many others but <laughs> you know yeah, I, I totally agree. I would also think that those two are on the top of the list of skills to have as a pre-sales um, talent. I think um, especially the part about empathy, uh, you described it so well, the fact that you have to understand what the customer really needs and wants. And that might not be what he initially says. And I also like that you talked about the fact that you have to be able to build relationships to people quickly, because that is also a skill, you know, to, to make them trust you and to make them, you know, un, uh, listen to you. I think that is yes. that is uh, so important in pre-sales. And then, of course, the flexibility. And that brings me um, to a question I actually wanted to ask about your job and the fact that you are mm -hmm. now the mother of a small child. Flexibility. So the fact that you have to be flexible in the job is something that I think also correlates to the fact that you have to be flexible if you have a young child. How do you feel um, this working in pre-sales works with being a mother as well? Well, I think the first years uh, are a bit of a challenge because you are a little bit tied with the time, you know, that you work and the time you have to spend with the kid. I think, well, it's it's really game changer the fact you have a partner with you that helps you and supports mm -hmm. you and we organize really it does like a night shift when he knows that I have to work a lot or for example tomorrow I'm leaving for Oslo for a customer mm -hmm. meeting and uh, when I meant when I said flexibility in the past it was more like uh, you have to go to this customer tomorrow without really preparation because it's an emergency almost 
and I, I, I always said yes. Of course, now the situation is different, but it's also different my preparation. So I'm, I'm more a support for others right now. I feel like that is okay. I, I made my time when I was super flexible. I wanted, I was eager to learn from others. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more in a situation where I'm, you know, the the expert in this field, and I can uh, can teach others, or I can organize myself a little bit more, you know. But uh, I felt that in my experience, when I was learning the job, it was essential to be flexible, to be eager to learn, and wanted to to really be there. So that made. Yeah. A, I I understand. And what I'm wondering is, uh, do you feel that these jobs we have in pre-sales also give us more flexibility than we would have if we were working, you know, like a classic nine to five job, like, um, I don't know, um, in an office Mm -hmm. as a, I don't know, I don't even know what people do in an office all day, but (laughs) (laughs) because I've been working, um, you know, like in this hybrid mode for so long, but just imagine you had a job like that. Do you feel that working in pre-sales and the jobs we do give us more flexibility to shape our, our day? Absolutely. Yes. And this is one of the things that I really love about Mm pre-sales is that when you organize a meeting, yes, of course, there are some slots that are already decided so either you can or you cannot attend the meeting but there's always uh, the question can you do this can you do that Uh, and you organize yourself uh, your agenda so it's very very flexible it's extremely flexible from this perspective of course when I said you have to be flexible because you know you can adapt yourself and take more uh, challenges more uh, you know uh, Mm -hmm. opportunity to grow and learn but uh, when you cannot, like in first yeah. uh, months or first year of uh, motherhood, uh, they, I mean, I found my, uh, in my company, but almost everywhere, I found uh, always very understand, understanding people and understanding managers. And they were like, okay, I mean, you did a great job. And you, we can help you. And they were always a supportive. So, um, you know. It's a great uh, environment. At least my experience was always great. Yeah, this is also what I see that um, on the one hand, you have this flexibility to create your own schedule. And on the other hand, I also feel that a lot of the companies in IT are very open to supporting mm. you as, as a young mother or even a young father. I've seen, you know, the young oh, fathers yes. in our companies as well, go into parental leave for a, month, for a couple of months and also being flexible around, you know, taking part of the load of the child care in the mm-hmm. first years. So yeah, this is a good situation to be in. And I also feel that, you know, this, this will to be flexible uh, that you have is something that's part of, of what you, of how you want to work. I mean, mm-hmm. of course uh, you have to be flexible in the beginning of your career, but I think it's also uh, something you want to be. So Yes, exactly. Right. It was because I wanted to learn. I wanted yeah. to be there in that meeting that was so interesting for me, you know? So it was more myself that, I wanted to to get the knowledge and I took all the opportunities as much as as much opportunities as possible to you know mm-hmm. uh, challenge myself uh, it was not that I had to or I was you know yeah spent there and I feel that we are much more flexible than in other jobs for example in consultant in general consultant companies uh, 
um, they they have to stay stick to an agenda. So you know they have a project, they have a tight uh, hours to work on a project uh, and billable kind of project, yeah. and they they had to do a lot of things, and they are burnout stressed. In my experience uh, in our work, I mean, I experienced. Uh, of course, sometimes you are very stressed out because you have an important uh, customer and you have to prepare some demos and you have to prepare a lot of things. But I could always organize myself and, you know, emergencies can happen, but it's not always and it's not like something that you get crazy. I mean, it's, it's always very healthy, mm-hmm. I mean, always in my experience, but I feel like that. Yeah, and I I would agree. So tell me a little bit about what made you become a woman in tech, because that's uh, that's the next uh, <coughs> thought I have in my head. So of course you have the 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 characteristics and the traits of a person who would be good at the job. But did you always know you wanted to do something like this? Absolutely no, I had no idea, and I think that uh, a lot of uh, girls, a lot of boys, I mean, young people in general, they have no idea what they want to do or become when they are like adults. And when they take over, like, take a study career like in the university, they, they don't know really. For example, I, I studied economics after I studied languages at uh, the high school. So just uh, economics as my university, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always felt that I was uh, attracted to technology because, Mm -hmm. I mean, since I was a little child, uh, I had this computer at home that I was not allowed to touch. (laughs) My my father computer, my my father himself, he wanted, he was passionate about uh, technology. So he was like building himself uh, computers, you know, the tower, the (laughs) kind of old style. And um, so I, I grew up in this kind of atmosphere and I was always attracted. And then I started, you know, uh, playing around with internet when uh, we had these uh, slow internet connections. And since then, I mean, I never mm-hmm. stopped. So um, I had uh, the opportunity to start uh, uh, my internship at Microsoft. Okay. And that was, uh, you know, then after having Microsoft on my CV, I did also the dissertation with them. That was much easier. I mean, yeah. I started in a, in a great way. I felt that uh, it was a great uh, chance. And actually, how I, I I had the opportunity to work in Microsoft, this is also interesting because I was in the university <clears throat> and uh, I was actually living close by to the Microsoft office in Milan. So I said, okay, Microsoft is there. It's very easy also for me to reach. And it was a great company to work. And I I tried to get uh, an interview with them, uh, but I was, not, uh, I was not graduated at that time. I still had to finish, you know, I had to do the internship and then graduate. And they didn't want because they, they only accepted the graduated, but master graduated. Uh, people so not even I mean I was not even first level Um, and then I I asked so many times to the secretary of the university and she was like well I will I will find a way so she was like yes we can send you some uh, you know some candidates Uh, there is this this girl that is very motivated so she she really insisted and they said okay she can come to the interview the group interview Mm -hmm. 
panel kind of, you know, there were multiple candidates at the time. And the difference uh, that I, I made was like that, okay, I felt like, okay, I have nothing to lose, you know, I have to try my best, I have nothing to lose, so I was no nervous at all, and I was like, I can do everything you want, I mean, I'm super motivated, I, I had this, this energy, and they said, okay, because a lot of other people, young people, they were graduated to the best universities, they started at Microsoft and they were like, but this job is not for me, it's not my level, you know, and they left. And they were like, not motivated, not, not eager to learn. And I was like, no, no, please, I can do everything, you know, I can go do, I mean, so a lot of calls, a lot of, I can do everything, you know. So they were like, yes, I, I like this girl because she's very motivated. And that's why I, I got the job. And since then, I mean, I learned so much. You know. I love this story. I love it specifically because it reminds me of something Simon Sinek said. And I think about that a lot because what he said was, um, you shouldn't hire people for skills, but you should hire them for passion because yeah. you can teach uh, skills, but you cannot teach people passion or the right mindset. And I think this shows so well how true this is, you know, because you know, just because someone is already graduated or has the skills to do some doesn't mean that he will want to do it. And it doesn't mean that he will grow in that role. But in your yes. case, since you really, really wanted this, you knew you would be able to, you know, perform whatever they needed, right? Yes. No, I, I really felt the value of that experience. And I knew that I had to make the most of it, mm -hmm. out of it. So it's like, Yes, and when I was there, I was attending all the courses to partners, all the, you know, master to this, master to that, uh, Microsoft certifications. I was there. I was trying to, you know, learn from everything, from everybody. And they were, it was 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. So we started here talking about cloud in Italy. So it was the start, the very start of the cloud. And I was like, what is cloud? So it was everything new to me. I mean, it was incredible how much I learned in that first year. And then, you know, I got a lot of other opportunities after that. Yeah. But, you know. And rightfully so, because obviously you're willing to, to have this mindset of learning and lifelong learning and improving yourself. And I have a question because you said you studied um, languages and then economics mm -hmm. and you didn't actually think you would be doing this job. So mm -hmm. you also said that you grew up in a household where your father was passionate about technology and he had this computer that you were not allowed to touch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but tell yeah. me, did you ever consider actually studying something like computer science instead of languages? Not computer science. I was, uh, I was interested in engineer. Mm -hmm. um, engineering career but uh, you know um, computer science now if I look back I said I should have you know learned computer science because having a technical background now would have been like great you know for me mm -hmm. because I'm missing now some parts so when I try to learn now do certificates I feel that I'm missing a more technical background mm -hmm. that I don't have so also for people that don't have technical background, no worries, because there are a lot of opportunities in IT that are not very technical. So just <laughs> advertisement, no, it's so true. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's a world made up, made by people. So it's just, there is opportunity for everybody. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I remember that I had this colleague of mine that was in sales and he studied philosophy. 
in, in the university was one of the best sales in IT. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, totally. Um, it, you don't have to have a technical background. I'm just, I'm just curious because I feel you have this passion for technology and I'm just curious why you would not choose uh, something like engineering or, or something more STEM related for your studies. Was there um, a reason for that? Maybe you didn't uh, think this would be the right place for you or what are the reasons? I was in a situation where I wanted to uh, start my career as soon as possible. So I, I knew that I had to get a, a you know, a bachelor degree, mm -hmm. a university degree, but I wanted to start as soon as possible. And there was this, uh, this course in a good university in Italy mm -hmm. that uh, had, uh, you know, uh, the six months of internship as part of the curriculum. And that was a plus for me because I felt, okay, so, so I finished the, the, the university and then I don't have any working experience. This is like mm -hmm. poor. Uh, I feel like I don't have nothing, you know, to offer. Yeah. In this case, I already had kind of experience, you know, you could start. And in Italy, I have to say that the, the working situation is not so great. Mm -hmm. uh, for young people is is poor so mm -hmm. for all Italian people that listen to this uh, to this uh, uh, podcast uh, or look at uh, watch the video I have to say you know it makes the difference if you go abroad and you take the opportunity abroad to grow you know your your prof professional profile and then come back to Italy but you know yeah much better unfortunately yeah, I heard about that. I heard that a lot of uh, young Italian people also stay at home and live with their parents because oh, yes. of the situation, right? Oh, yes. Until 30, 35 is so common. I mean, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you mentioned going abroad. You did say you, you went abroad. Did you go abroad for Microsoft or did you go or did you then move on to another company? Yeah, so I started in Microsoft and after six months, I got renewed the internship and after two months I got two offers from two partners of Microsoft mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to continue to work for Microsoft uh, for Microsoft as a funded head in uh, Ingramicro that was you know a distributor you might know Ingramicro of course is a, is a multinational distributor official distributor and I was a Microsoft partner manager, uh, program manager for, uh, for uh, Microsoft. So, I mean, <laughs> I was always there. Um, and uh, it was uh, my first uh, real job. So not uh, an internship anymore, you know. So um, still not permanent, but, you know, was much better. And uh, when I was there, I just had to change my personal life. For my personal reason, I had to change my life. And uh, at the same time, one of my former Microsoft colleagues on Facebook wrote me that he just moved to Ireland for an opportunity in uh, McAfee. And he said, you know, we have a lot of uh, open uh, position here. If you would like to apply, you know, I can refer you. Say, so why not? Mm -hmm. And uh, it went through well, and uh, it was uh, something that I could not uh, decline, really. So I moved. I took the opportunity. I've, I've never been in Ireland before in my life. You know, it was like, I've never been here, but I take the challenge. Oh, I totally it. understand. I once took a job in Munich, even though I've never even been to Munich. Just, yeah. okay, <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> it was like that. It was all of a sudden my life changed completely, but I was very young, as I mentioned. So you have to do it when you are like yeah. investing in yourself, in your career when you are young. 
and uh, I went there and I found uh, a, a great environment because there were a lot of people that were living there alone without the family coming from different countries, uh, working for Apple, Microsoft, Dell, uh, Quest, uh, McAfee, uh, VMware as well. I, I work for VMware in Ireland as well. So I know that you are in VMware. So I mean, it was all part of the big multinational family. And for a young person, it's, it's incredible. Incredible and I think uh, living in Cork, I think you were in Cork, right? Yes, um, I was in Cork. Yeah, <laughs> I think that gives you the opportunity to build this network of international oh, talent yes. because there are so many young people or you know people working in this company. So this is a bit like being in an, a European Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh yes, it was. It was like Silicon Valley. Cork was like very small city because yeah, yeah. we are talking about a hundred, probably less a hundred. Uh, a uh, hundred thousand people mm -hmm. there. I mean, very little city, but Dublin was absolutely Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. Europe, uh, I guess. That sounds amazing. So um, I think it's absolutely important, you know, to, to grab an opportunity when it presents itself. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel that your career shows a lot of things uh, very well. One of them is you don't have to have a technical degree to become really proficient and working in tech and, and making this, this incredible living there. And the other thing is that lifelong learning and, and you know, being mm. open to opportunities is, is so important for having a career. No, absolutely. Yes, it makes a big change. And uh, yeah, I guess that uh, taking the opportunity, of course, not everybody, you know, there are many people that maybe have a life already and they don't want to change so much. But I think it's also an opportunity for a family. For example, now we are evaluating to take, you know, to, to move within for to another country. Why not? It's a great experience also for, for our child to learn a different language. And I, I wish I had, you know, different languages when I was young. No, I had to learn myself the languages that I speak today. And also that makes the difference, you know, because I, I use languages all the time. It's, it's really important. Yeah, and um, I'm wondering, so because we are more or less uh, at this final question, I always ask my interviewers, um, if you would give like a recommendation to young women coming into the field, what is it what you would tell them? I would tell them to just, uh, you know, believe in yourself. It's a big thing for, for us, for women in general, because you tend to listen what other people say. No, because if you think, I mean, if somebody else did it, you can make it. I mean, don't feel that you don't have, uh, you are not enough. You still, you know, tend to feel that you are not enough uh, is not the truth because people think what you just show them. So if you believe in yourself enough and you are passionate, of course, you have to, to put the, the job, the work done. You, know, you have to work, you have to learn, you have to be there. Uh, if you are curious and you are natural, you know, naturally open to the world, uh, to the opportunities, uh, things happen. So it's just, uh, you know, to not uh, uh, just close yourself and, uh, you know, just uh, believe in what others say and, uh, you know, conform yourself to others' thoughts. It's just that, yes, I think. Yeah. 
is is really very good recommendation, <laughs> Jessica. I totally agree. It's not easy, yeah. It's not easy. But <laughs> I know it's not easy, but it's uh, but it's true. You know, you, you have to believe uh, that you are capable, and you have to just go, no matter what other people will try to make you believe about yourself. Thank you so much for yes. that, and thank, thank you. you for giving me your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure for me.